Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There is no better of plus of flower Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with your gardening quandaries. Today I'm joined by Jonathan Roger from Grazers, providers of eco-friendly, non-harmful garden care products. Jonathan also has advice on deterrence for slugs and pigeons, which will be most useful to many of you, I'm sure. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. Amazing weather last week. Goodness, I do love blue skies and warm temperatures. And then, of course, that really heavy rain on Monday night, uh, Tuesday morning. We needed that, I can tell you. Soils were pretty dry. Uh, and lawns too were getting to look a bit brown again. I've had a busy week. I went to uh, a very nice 80th birthday lunch for Roger Dungey. Roger Dungey was the fellow who uh, operated the Stevenage Garden Centre, the uh, Roger Harvey Garden Centre. And while I was there, I met uh, the Bickerdykes. Now, there's a good Bedfordshire nursery name. And, of course, Bedfordshire is uh, very well known for vegetable crops, the Brussels sprouts particularly. And the bigger ducks were telling me that uh, there's a very special recipe, the Bedfordshire clanger. It's rather like the uh, Cornish pasty. has uh, meat and savoury one end and sweet the other. And apparently if you were a worker on one of those market gardens or farms, hoeing carrots or onions, then if you had a good big clanger with you, left you to keep going, howling right through the day. I also went up to Nottingham Trent University. They have a state-of-the-art research glass, some very interesting work being done there. But the thing that caught my eye was the old walled garden. Boy, what a jewel that is in their crown. And they have some uh, glass houses, a range of them, that were built about 1900 or 1910, Boy, they desperately need uh, some renovation. There's one covering peach trees and nectarines. It's almost like an English light cold frame, you know, one of those really big lights. But instead of being horizontal, they're almost vertical and they slide one inside the other. So when the weather gets really hot, uh, these frames can be slid back and the fruit trees just exposed to the fresh air. I hope somebody finds some money to uh, renovate those uh, greenhouses. If you're ever that way, Nottingham Trent University, make sure you pop into the wall garden. It's well worth seeing. What's in the news this week? Well, uh, I hear that uh, Southend-on-Sea Council are expected to approve the planting of a 1,000 new street trees. 
Oh, thank you, South End on Sea. That's what we need, more street trees. Yeah, not only do they make the whole place look so much fresher and nicer, they clean the very air we breathe. Down our little street, we have some uh, parotia planted. That's a really beautiful street tree, especially at this time of the year when the colour changes. It goes to a really deep purple and has wonderful autumn colours. I'm interested to hear too that sales of the uh, glyphosate weed killer to gardeners has increased. Funny old world, isn't it? I mean, that's had enormous publicity uh, with the court cases in California and a lot of things written uh, about potential dangers. But it's a particularly good weed killer. Uh, and if you follow the instructions, to the best of my knowledge, you're unlikely to come to any harm. And there must be many people of the same point of view if sales have increased in the way I hear. The British Apple and Pears organisation uh, reckon that they're going to raise the share of UK-produced apples and pears from 42% to 60% in the next 10 years. I think that's good news. The more we can produce our own food here in Britain, the better. People eating more fruit, especially apples and pears, uh, have a lower risk of stroke, heart attack and, well, all cause of uh, mortality, or so I'm told. The old adage, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, is in line with current guidelines by all accounts. The queries and questions on gardening continue to flow to us. There's been a fair bit of discussion about Alstroemeria too because the new varieties uh, that we have uh, growing and on show at Hyde Hall are really fantastic. One pot of one plant of Alstroemeria Indian Summer I counted had 30 stems of flower on it. So if you want a plant or two that will keep you supplied with cut flowers pretty well from May to uh, November, then these latest varieties of Alstroemeria uh, will do the job for you. Uh, actually, the query that, or one of the queries that I had was uh, about it being invasive and that uh, one gardener had had awful trouble getting rid of Alstroemeria. Well, I think they were talking about one of the very old species Alstroemeria orientiaca that we used to grow. Uh, I don't think that you'll have uh, the same problem with these uh, taller cut flower varieties. At the Glee exhibition, the big trade show in Birmingham, I was interested to see uh, apple presses, the Vigo press, uh, to convert apple juice. I need something to save waste. Uh, but I'm just, it slowed me down a bit. It's going to cost £420 for a 9-litre cast iron press uh, and classic crusher. Apparently the crusher is all important. You need something that really mushes up the fruit before it goes into the press. So I need to save up my pennies uh, and then uh, all of those uh, falling fruits can be turned into useful apple juice. I've been negotiating a special deal uh, on Dalak shears. They're a really lovely tool. You just want to hold them. They're the right shape somehow, and the cut is perfect. 
But when I said, uh, why can't we offer these through the newspaper to our readers, the uh, supplier was worried that they will fall foul of the Offensive Weapons Act. Shears, of course, have got a blade, and if the blade is more than three or four inches long, then you're in trouble. Funny old world, isn't it? That the uh, Offensive Weapons Act stops us trading in garden shears. I hope they find a way around that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We often get uh, inquiries about uh, how to control rabbits and perhaps even worse, deer. Um, They can be a real problem to gardeners. Uh, and at the Glee exhibition, a big trade exhibition uh, several weeks ago, I met up with uh, Jonathan Roger, uh, who I see as the main source of information on a product called Grazers. Now, Jonathan, you join us from Cumbria, I think, today. Sunny Cumbria today, yes. Oh, is yes. it sunny? It's Great. raining here down in London. Is it? Yeah, well, that, that's dr- a refreshing change. <laughs> a lovely day. Yeah. Oh, well, good news. We certainly had a good weekend. Yeah. Fantastic weather. Uh, but, yes, tell us a bit about uh, grazers. Great. You know, where did it come from? What is it? What does it do? Okay, grazers came... It came about by uh, chance, really, in that we uh, um, back in the 1980s, a, a small company in North Yorkshire who was involved with farm customers and... Uh, soil analysis, t- taking samples of soil and tissue and um, and trying to reduce the amount of fertilizer farmers were putting on the crop, saving money to farmers and obviously good for the ben- good for the environment at that time um, i u- I was working at a an, in the family business at that point was r v rogers and we were u- I actually used his services on um, the roses and uh, grass because we had sheep as well at that time and saw the saw the benefits and the savings and um, the benefits to the grass and the plants uh, but soon after I joined just by chance we were we had reports from a, a, a regular customer who used one of these cocktails of elements uh, trace elements that we were supplying and it were he, he kept coming back saying it's funny we put this spray onto the crop around the edge of the field and normally it gets hammered by rabbits but it's Every year he came back, said this field was, it was saved, and the, the yields came picked up, and the crop picked up, and we realised um, that it, we were onto something. That there was something in this, 
So uh, we played around with it and did trials, our own trials, and put it out into the, my background being horticulture, put it out into many different horticultural um, places around the country, nurseries that trialled it for us, and, and amenity and garden side. And, and very quickly we realised that there was some there was something in this that there was it was definitely repelling, uh, dissuading rabbits initially from eating plants. So that was in actually in 1999. So that was when Grazers was born, if you like, from a good background, an agricultural background, and and trying to trying to do something about the environment and the amount of fertilizer we're using. So it's from a good background. Yeah, and, and and the actual material then, if it was being used as a plant invigorator, yeah, um, is not a pesticide or anything no, of that kind. No, it's um, it's actually a well, it's it's on the bottle. There's no secret. It's a specific. It's a special calcium formulation, which has this desired effect. We have gone on to do further research trials, which I won't go into now, but quite quite exciting results, which actually show how it works, and it's quite. Um, it's, yeah, quite a, quite a lot of science behind it, but it it's, um, it's, yeah, certainly works, and there is reasoning behind the, the science. And do you think it just tastes unpleasant? I mean, why would rabbits stop eating it? Yeah, we, have, I, it, it, we always, in our basic um, sensory, human basic sensory terms, we think it's taste, but it's like uh, dogs and their sense of smell. Their, uh, wildlife are much more, have a much more sensitive taste smell and um and uh sight than we have so we we're not sure what it is but we think the the the, the raw ingredients are to us our basic t- taste is very very bitter and a strange sensation when yet when i have i have actually tasted it to try it to see what it what the sensation is and it's a very bitter but when it's diluted um and sprayed on the plant it's like it's like water we can't taste it we can't so we're assuming that this works on their very sensitive um, palate. If it's water carried, then mm. presumably after heavy rain it can be washed off. It is diluted on the plant after heavy rain. It is absorbed to a degree into the leaf and we add plant-based surfactants and soaps to try and stickers and wetters to try and improve that and we're always trying to work on that. But um, So the, the rabbit product that we do, the G1, is... Um, will last up to six weeks four to six weeks but that's in that's in really good conditions perfect conditions where there's no rain and it's a a dry dry time and also the when the crop's healthy and growing well so i would say two to four weeks ideal uh, uh, frequency um yeah and we've been talking solely about rabbits although Mm. in in my introduction i mentioned deer what other mammals will it uh, deter? So deer, obviously, the, uh, are growing pest at the moment, and they've kind of almost taken over from the from the rabbit side for us. There, is, there aren't we don't um, there aren't so many rabbits about in certain areas as, as there used to be, although it fluctuates. Um, but it also does. We found um, basically anything that's eating the leaf. So squirrels eating young uh, bulbs as they shoot out of the ground in the spring. Uh, mice taking young shoots out of the greenhouse as they emerge. So grazing animals, eating leaf. So not, for example, squirrels. I must uh, emphasize that if squirrels are actually digging bulbs, which is a common problem, they'll 
digging the bulbs up and eating the bulbs, then it won't have any effect on theirs. Or I suppose crows, for example, taking seeds, they'll they'll pull a pull a plant out of the out of the ground to actually get at the seed. Then again, that's unlikely to work because they're not in they're not um, ingesting the the leaf. They're going for the seed. I mean, with with squirrels, could you not uh, treat the bulbs before you plant it, or would that just sort of... It wouldn't be absorbed again. It, on, it's, it works on the green leaf. It's absorbed into the green leaf or green shoot or green stem of roses. Roses is a common one for deer and rabbits, so it's very, they're very prone to damage, so it's absorbed into the growing green shoot or the leaf, but not into the bulb surface. And if you put in a bulb then into the treated bulb into the ground, it would be uh, it would be a lot to ask for it to work in that situation. Right. And then we've been speaking now entirely about mammals, mm. but, but uh, you yeah. also recommend it for quite a number of uh, plant mm. pests. I mean, evolved. slugs and snails, goodness. Yeah, the, the concept has evolved. We, we stuck with the, the rabbit pigeon, and we found pigeon as well. Pigeons and deer is the, is the G1. That's the initial, the original formula. And uh, I suppose it was eight years ago, we met up with a guy at a trade show, who, and he works at the John Innes Centre. He was a head entomologist at the John Innes Centre, and he was interested in the concept, and being who, who he is, was, he said, have you ever looked at the uses for um, other pests? We said yes, but we've, we're all, we've always thought about it, but we're put off by not knowing the right person and also the cost of these the trials to find these um the use other uses so he he was um he's been a become a great friend now and he helps us out but he straight away tweaked the dials of the original formula and came back within a couple of months saying i think you were onto something here with slugs and snails and uh which was very exciting that was eight years ago and so that carried that went on working in the same same principle non-kill it doesn't harm doesn't hurt works in the same way as um as the g1 um dissuades the pest as long as there's something else for them to eat that's the key they'll they'll go which generally there is in a garden situation you, you'll spray your bedding plants or your um row of uh, vegetables prized vegetables you spray the row you spray the actual plants it has no impact on the soil and uh, and and they the, they'll find they'll go somewhere else to eat as long as there's something else for them to eat. Um, and so that was the slugs and snails. And then another couple of years later, we we had another go, and and the uh, Ian came up with caterpillars, uh, cabbage white butterflies, and aphid, which was a slightly different formula. They're all slightly tweaked, different. The way they eat is slightly different, so tweaked the formula. That was that was a couple of years ago, and then the new one this year, which last year, sorry, which was um, quite exciting and excellent results, was lily beetle, which is a, a, a major pest with very little that works safely against them without killing other beneficial insects, and it works the same way. It doesn't kill, but they um, because lily beetle fly quite a distance, it pushes, it dissuades them, they fly to somewhere else, and uh, will stay away for a week or two weeks. I'm, quite honestly, I haven't tried that, uh, mm. Jonathan, uh, um, and I know a number of gardeners have given up growing lilies because of the lily beetle yeah. problem, so uh, I certainly next year must give that a try. I mean, you start presumably the first sight of a scarlet adult lily beetle. Totally, yeah, it's, 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 um, uh, it's a preventative, so 
we're kind of changing the way we need to change the way we approach pest control in my my opinion um because if we get if we're moving away from kill products which uh, often kill beneficial insects or um animals as well then uh we need to get away from that and if we're looking at non-kill pr- um, products then the, it, it, we're going to have to be more hands-on on how we approach it and uh spray before the pest comes or as the pest starts to arrive so we need to be more hands-on and aware of life cycles of pests um but and maybe treating more frequently so a weekly spray or a fortnightly spray when when the plant's at risk yeah and and then that's that dissuades them do you think we could link that up with um, a seaweed or a a foliar feed of some kind because then there'd be sort of more reason or impetus to remember to apply it that's very true and it's uh it's a good point um i will say i mean the calcium in the product as i said it's a specific calcium but the calcium is a known fertilizer so it does have a it certainly it strengthens the plant, and we know that from the research we've done and the trials and tests we've done, particularly on a young, actively growing plant. It is, does act as a, a gentle tonic, although I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's you know a fast-acting fertilizer like nitrogen or putting potash on or nitrogen, but it is it does have a tonic effect and it does strengthen cell growth, which is partly how it works. But it makes it less palatable yeah. to the plant by strengthening the cell walls. But to a good point about the seaweed, and yes. Yeah, that's possibly something for us to look at. I mean, it's an amazing story. Uh, when it comes to beetles, well, lily beetles is a real problem for me, but so is asparagus beetle. Do you, th- yeah. <laughs> do you think I might have a chance with that too? <laughs> possibly, although it's certainly worth a try, and we're always looking for people to try it on. We get feedback from people who have tried, and that's how the trials begin, I suppose, from people saying, well, we've used it for such and such, but we've seen this effect here. Um, for example, um, somebody was raving about it for vine weevil, but it works um, only on the... Uh, did the same thing, repelled off, uh, dissuaded the vine weevil, adult vine weevil off the top growth, but it doesn't do anything for the larva underneath, which is obviously so it's not really... So it'll help in some ways and maybe needs tweaking in some ways, but... Um, yeah, that's how we, we find other pests. Uh, so it may work in uh, asparagus beetle, but just to say, like uh, the lily beetle, at the same time as doing the lily beetle, we tested for rosemary beetle, and we got no results with the rosemary beetle. So it is quite specific to pests, just yeah. to certain pests. Yeah. Uh, um, what I welcome today is your honesty. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's nice to hear where it doesn't work and, and to be yeah, uh, saved the problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a big part of where we're at. We, we believe in the product. We've done it, like I said, we've, I've been involved with it, with the company, with the product for 20 years, and it's, I got, got into it, believe, saw it working and believe in it, and it's, I'm, I've, uh, I'm passionate about the environment and, um, and, and the climate and, and uh, protecting and not killing where it's not necessary. If people listening want to lay hands on it, uh, mm. I've seen it at garden centres. Uh, is it widely available? Widely available. It's been out with the retail side. The retail side of the garden. The garden product has evolved over the last ten years after we launched into the farm side. So it's evolved gradually. We started with independent garden centres or nursery retail nurseries that possibly used it themselves and then sold it off the, on the back of that. And then it, uh, it has got grown into the larger stores where we're 
it's a little bit more competitive for shelf space, so we're competing with some of the larger companies who have a, a, a bigger name and, a, and, and more clout, if you like. Um, so, it, But it is widely available and, and obviously online. And we have a, a, on our website, we have um, a store locator, so you can put in your postcode and it tells you which is your nearest store uh, and you can decide whether that's near enough to buy or you can go online and, and buy it straight online. And the web address then, Jonathan? It's www.grazers.co.uk. So there we are. I can't leave this little conversation without a reference back because... Mm. Uh, I was at college in the mid-50s with your dad. Yeah. Uh, and before that, of course, worked with one or two people who were apprentice under your grandfather, R.V. Roger, yeah. a famous Yorkshire nursery company. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. you ever meet R.V.? Very br- he died when I was very young, so I have a vague recollection of him, um, a smiling, smiling bald-headed face, probably quite similar to me in, <laughs> in, in some ways. There is a resemblance, but he, he, he yes. Uh, but, yeah, I have fond memories and uh, uh, some lovely stories of his, his growing up and uh, starting the nursery. Um, well, am I right in understanding that when he started at the beginning, mm. he and one fellow worker double-dug 10 mm. acres adding manure to the second yeah. spit before he planted a single rootstock. Oh, he was passionate about the soil and, and, uh, and it was, yes, I think he was ahead of his time and he was very passionate. He started the, started the uh, nursery from nothing and it built it up to, I think it was a hundred odd acres when he, uh, when he died before my father took over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, one of my stories, one of my fond stories, raised beds of, um, growing, um, he was very passionate about um, rotations, and they had sheep as well in that time. And he would have, a, he would put a sheep in. He'd fence off a, um, a raised bed, which was possibly twenty yards by three yards wide, and he would put a, a rabbit fence around it and put a sheep in each one, so he could get get the maximum <laughs> maximum out of the soil. Obviously, feeding the soil and and. Uh, <laughs> And he would put a bit of grass seed in there and feed the sheep, and then in, and then the sheep would come out, dig it over, and plant something in it. So he was um, quite inventive. What a character! I have another. I have another story too, because I understand he used to cycle round the um, yeah. Yeah. nursery uh, rows after the workers had gone home, and on one yeah. summer evening, he saw a bunch of pyrethrums that had been tied for the florist shop left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he put a stake in at the end of the row with a sign which said dead and the bunch tied to it. And the next morning when the f- workers arrived, they were underneath but not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that one. That's a good and, one. And so yeah. RV, in my mind, is not forgotten. I know. Jonathan, it's great to speak to you today. So a really fascinating insight into deterring pests and uh, mammals. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Pete, and uh, nice to talk to you. On the thought for the day, I came across this one. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it will come and sit on your shoulder. So there we are. 
no more chasing butterflies. I know all about that because I've been tra- chasing white butterflies, cabbage white butterflies. <laughs> and they are pretty elusive. But I can tell you that the trials we've been doing with biological control have been very effective. Uh, and that problem on nasturtium has been controlled. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.